an hour of truth for the battered but proud people of the Empire State. From the financial and entertainment epicenter of New York City to the sleeping and empty small cities and towns of upstate, which once bustled with manufacturing, mining, and farming. We all know from inspiration, history, and nature, we deserve a return to the success and growth of generations past, a birthright being squandered by corruption in Albany, and the depredations of an insecure, scheming mountebank posing as governor, who loathes both us and himself. As liberty beckoned to enslaved peoples behind the Iron Curtain via American broadcasts after World War II, we now say, believe, rise, and join us. Welcome to Radio Free New York. Hey guys, welcome to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister, and uh, we've got a, uh, a full show today, um, but we're all far, far away from each other. We've got uh, Kevin Wilson in with us today. Hello. And uh, we should have Bob Savage here with us as well. We should, and we do. Hey, there now, we are. Is, is, is Kevin hey, actually, is, hi, Kevin, is he actually in there with you, Andrew? Literally, he's in the studio with you? Nope, nope. No. Kevin oh, is okay. uh, out in the, uh, was it the, the Liberty Attic? Is that where you are yeah, today, the Kevin? <laughs> Liberty Attic. There well, we my go. self-appointed yeah. position as, as uh, uh, you know, social distancing policeman, I, I just want to make sure that we're all safe. Oh, oh yeah. We're doing no, a good job of that. Thank you. Yep. Thank <laughs> you very much. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Now, we're, we're all nice, far away, yet we are here together virtually um, to, to have a conversation with all of you guys who are listening, uh, whether you're on the airwaves or on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, um, you know, where technology is just a beautiful thing and it lets us all kind of communicate uh, with each other while being miles and miles apart. Ain't it great? I just oh, love yeah. it. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Um, so what we're going to talk about today, just to kind of like primer the discussion, we're going to talk about what a state of emergency is. Um, we have, at least here in Monroe County, a declared state of emergency um, on the county level. Then the city has one. At least one of the towns has one uh, throughout the state. Um, there, there are states that have this, counties, you know, all, all across the board. Some people maybe don't know what a state of emergency really does um, and all that. So we're going to cover all that. But before we do, I wanted to just give you guys a brief update um, in case you didn't hear uh, Cuomo's press conference, kind of updating what's going on here in New York. Um, I, I don't speak as lengthy as he does. I just got some highlights for you guys that are worth knowing about. Um, a lot of there's a lot of fluff in there too, um, but the kind of the important things to take away are that they think that the coronavirus is going to hit its peak in 45 days, um, which is consistent with what Trump said yesterday. So it seems that uh, they're agreeing on that. Um, so good for everybody to know that uh, you know just continue that social distance, be safe, be smart, practice good hygiene. Uh, but also don't freak out. Um, I think that remaining calm and just having good practices is what's going to make everybody uh, get through this just fine. Um, there, there's been, I've gotten so many messages on Facebook, phone calls, emails, text messages, everything you could think of. Um, I haven't received one via carrier pigeon yet, but I'm sure, uh, I'm sure it's on its way. Um, people constantly asking if I think that there is going to be a travel ban. Um, Cuomo addressed this today and essentially said 
they're not going to do that unless they can get the surrounding states to get on board with it. So that means it's being talked about. It's being considered. Some states are holding out on it. It could be us here in New York. It could be Connecticut. It could be New Jersey. It could be everybody. I don't know. Um, but realistically, it's not going to happen unless the other states agree to do the same thing. Well, so, they, they have one in effect in California, as we know, and that's, that's uh, been all over the news. And my question is, how, how would that be enforced? I mean, it, would uh, the police just pull anybody over who's driving? And, and then so, suppose you're on your way out to CVS, you know, to get toilet paper or to get a prescription filled. You would have no means of in another state. Like, are they going to pull over people with uh, license plates from different states? I mean, it seems like that could be a, a greater opportunity to, to spread disease if, if the police are, you know, pulling random people over. I, I don't know. It's effective. Yeah. So my my thought is on on how this would be. And, and when they say the other states being on board, specifically the ones around New York state, um, my guess is they would shut down the throughway the same way they would do it in a snowstorm. Um, some of the on-ramps, they, they would probably put up those concrete barriers. Uh, you'd probably see something similar on some of the major expressways, 390, 490. Um, it, let's be honest. I mean, resources are thin already as it is. Um, the governor has called for all local government to cut staff by 50%. I don't know yeah. if that includes firefighters, police, EMS. I'm, they, I'm thinking there's couldn't. an exemption for that. They, they couldn't do that. Yeah, that, that's what no. my thought is. Yeah. But... I, I say that to say these people are busy doing other things. So I think the way it would probably work is um, if they do a travel ban and you're driving on the road, probably you're going to get pulled over, but the officer is going to kind of talk to you through the bullhorn in his car or something like that and just tell you, hey, you got to go home and I'm escorting you home. Turn around and I'm going to follow you until you go home. Like that, that, that would be my guess. Um, yeah. I, mean, I don't know what reality would look like no. at that point. And, and at this point, I don't think it would actually be effective anyway. Like, it's kind of already here, right? It's in most towns and counties in New York by this point. Like, I, I don't I don't see how that would be effective. But if I decide, like, the best thing for me is I need to go home and, like, help take care of my grandparents or something, like, that's, you know, something that I should be able to do. Yeah, exactly, Kevin. Yep. How, how, would, uh, how would there be proof at the scene of what your intentions were because – you know, you would have credentials on you, but they would not correspond to the address that you're going to. So I, I, I don't know. I, I see this fraught with all kinds of uh, enforcement problems. Yeah, I, and, and once again, this is just something that has come up. Um, who knows what will or won't happen at this point? We can really only speculate. Um, it may not happen at all. It could happen tomorrow or in 10 minutes. You know, I'll, yeah. Yeah, you know yesterday I quick. had a s staff meeting. Um, I think it was at 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning with my staff, and I said, uh, we're going to continue to do service calls, you know, face-to-face -face service calls until the restaurants are shut down. And then, like, 45 minutes later, Cuomo was like, we're closing down the restaurants. <laughs> so yeah. uh, some of this stuff is happening quickly. Some of it's taking longer. Um, I, some of the stuff we can only speculate on, and I think it's just important once again for everybody to keep a calm, level head, um, practice good hygiene, be aware of what the facts are. Don't, don't allow some of the media hysteria and people sharing stuff that is just blatantly not true on social media to get to you. 
um, and just, just kind of like carry on your daily life the best you can from home. How long is the bar and restaurant uh, closure effective for? Do we know? Is it two weeks or? In, oh, indefinitely. So un, until they say otherwise. Okay. All right. So, well, you know, yeah. and, and again, I mean, look, people do have to go out and get supplies. They're going to have to go out and they're going to have to go to the store and they're going to have to buy things. Uh, so uh, I, I, obviously you can't go out to the bars and restaurants anymore, but you do have to get provisions. So what? So, so the cops pull people over and the generic response is, I'm going to the store. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Once again, who who knows what that's going to look like? Um you know they're they're really pushing delivery services right now. Restaurants can be open and deliver food or do takeout, but they can't do sit down. So that but they don't deliver baby formula. No, no. Well, grocery stores are open right now, um, and you can still go to the grocery store. So well, once again, the travel ban is is one of those things a lot of people are asking about. Nobody has said they're taking any specific action yet. Right. right. Well, so, I, I I foresee some real problems with the travel bans. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think if travel ban goes into effect, um, that people are going to seriously freak out. Yeah, and I, I imagine that being an issue. It's starting to be a problem. People people need to get around sometimes, and I and I get social distancing. You shouldn't go out if it's unnecessary, but you know sometimes you, you gotta you gotta go out and you gotta move and you gotta. You know. Yeah, well, and, and to that point, I mean, uh, Cuomo's encouraging everybody to go to the state and county parks, <laughs> which is uh, yeah, kind right. of funny. It's, but... it's something to do. Right. Yeah, you yeah, absolutely. This into the park. Yep. Yeah, the parks are open. There's a lot of space, um, so you can you can definitely do that. Um, last thing, well, you know, I got two other points, but we're gonna carry those on after the break here. So you're listening to Radio Free New York. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Radio Free New York. All right. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister, and uh, we're, we're talking about state of emergencies, declarations of emergencies. But before we dive into that, uh, I was just hitting some of the highlights that uh, was announced today in New York State. And then there are a ton of comments here in the live stream. So I'm going to address some of those comments as well. Um, so let me just wrap up the, the last two items that I thought was worth sharing with you guys. Um, the first is at this point, hospitals are becoming overwhelmed, which we knew was going to happen. We've talked about that happening. Um, right now, about 17% of the cases in New York are requiring hospital attention. It's actually higher than the national average. Um, it, that could be just because we have like more population density. Maybe we have a larger um, high-risk population. So the takeaway from this is if you're young, if you're healthy, like don't go to the hospital unless you truly absolutely need it. Um, if you're not in that at-risk population, you, you might take away a bed from somebody who actually needs it. The hospitals are overwhelmed right now. So try, try to just assess yeah. that situation. They, they want you to call ahead for all this too. You, know, just you, you call can ahead, call ahead, doctor. but some of the hospitals have said that they're starting to have issues answering the calls because they're getting so many calls. Um, so try to call ahead, but also don't overwhelm the system. Do, do the best you can to um, alleviate things so that the people who truly, truly need the help, those high-risk individuals, can get the help 
um, so that they can get through on the phones. That stuff I think is like really, really important. Um, and, and the other thing that I think we'll probably talk about a little bit later in the show, because I know this is definitely something that uh, interests uh, the libertarian mindset for sure, which is they're talking about uh, suspending some of the certification requirements for people to help out in the medical field and maybe other fields as well. Um, occupational licensing and some of this stuff is actually a big libertarian issue. So hopefully we have enough time to get to that um, because I think there's definitely a worthwhile discussion there. Um, so before we carry on, I do want to address um, some of the comments. First thing I want to say, uh, give Garrett a shout out. Garrett, I don't know if you were with us yesterday, but I gave you a shout out. Um, I see you in the comments here today. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. That definitely helps out the show. And I uh, just wanted to thank you for that. Um, so I noticed Garrett was here in the comments. Um, then let's see, Drew wants to know if we should all start estate planning. <laughs> um, I, I don't think Dark so, Drew. I, I think the vast majority of us are, are going to be just fine. Yeah. However, if there was a state an estate planning attorney, they would probably say something along the lines of, um, every day is always a good day to make sure that you've got like a good will in place and an estate plan. Um, so I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying don't do it because of coronavirus. Um, let's see. We, we've got a couple other ones in here. Oh, Garrett actually brings up, get your petition signed today. And Kevin, you might want to speak to this. Um, yeah. today's the last day, right? Today is the last day because of an executive order that came through from Andrew Cuomo over the weekend. Uh, t technically today at 5 PM is the last time we're able to collect petition signatures. Um, so if you are interested in joining, uh, or, or if you're interested in signing for a candidate, and we have several candidates in Monroe County, uh, or you're interested in joining like a county committee, today's the last day, get those petitions in, um, you know, and we are possibly turning those in sometime soon too, although the state ledge hasn't actually made a decision on whether or not we need to do that yet, or if it's going to be March 30th, it's, it's a little murky. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that sounds like uh, maybe we should be better safe than sorry on uh, on that one. Um, I, I see Drew as well asking, will they be delivering beer and wine? Um, Cuomo did Great say question. yesterday that that was going to be an option, that there would be the availability for uh, delivery or off-site alcohol sales. I don't yeah. know if there's any infrastructure in place for that. I don't know what the requirements are going to be. Um, he said today that he has gotten more, <laughs> more phone calls and complaints about bars being shut down than anything else that's been impacted so far. Understandable. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, actually, so, there's one thing. I don't know if anyone in the comments can answer this, but apparently uh, it's a, there's a local brewery that I follow on Facebook. They said that they could only do beer delivery if they also delivered food, too. It's some, some part of the, like, hmm. the state liquor law that's still like, being enforced right now. Uh, so I have no idea if that's true, but if anyone has done any research on that and can tell us, uh, please uh, send us a message in the comments or, or give us a call. Yeah, no, that, that would definitely be good to know about. Um, my guess is, right, everything's got a loophole, so they're going to say, yeah, we can deliver a case of beer to you uh, with a pack of pretzels. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got bar. like six breweries in my neighborhood alone. I want to support some of them, plus also like, what else am I gonna do in the evenings, right? Um, I wanna I wanna have some craft beer at my house and support uh, the, the the local businesses around me if I can. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. And and we talked about this yesterday. How 
absolutely vital and important it's going to be um, for small businesses to survive that people support their local small businesses the absolute best they can. I understand it's going to be really difficult right now. Um, I understand some small businesses are just flat out shutting down. I know some of the larger businesses are talking about it, um, talking about furloughing their employees and, and stuff like that, which is, which is scary stuff to think about um, and kind of see where things go. What is the long-term and short-term impact going to be on the economy because of that? Um, but what I'm going to say is us as members of our community have the option right now and the ability right now to um, make the choices to support our local businesses to the best we can, which might be very minimal, to be honest. Um, but any any little bit you can do, definitely uh, make sure you do it. Oh, by the way, uh, you can advertise on this station. Just oh, call, there you go. Call, yeah. Help WYSL out. Absolutely. And, and WACK and the Patriot WENY. Call your local station and say, you know, I want to. You, you guys are providing a vital service. You're keeping the public informed. You're you know, entertaining us at the same time when entertainment is hard to come by, can't go to the movies or whatever. So, you know, just if you own a business, advertise on one of these uh, fine stations along the Radio Free New York uh, network. And uh, it's uh, and we appreciate it very much because we're losing business. We're, yeah. you know, they're, you know, bars and restaurants and retailers are are canceling because in, in one case, uh, we had live sports coverage that we had pre-sold for lacrosse games. We just had to send everybody their money back. Yeah. So not only yeah. are we not selling, we're we're turning money that has been paid. So so call the station and advertise, please. Yeah, and I I will say this is it it, it is really important. Yeah, call call the station, see if you can advertise with them. Um, there there's some other industries too that I know. Well, probably everybody's industry is being impacted. Um, but I know like my wife does professional photography and weddings are shutting down right now. So that's like a huge impact to her business. Um, she's looking at no income probably for the next 30 to 60 days pretty easily. Um, I know like dog training companies, same thing. All their classes are getting canceled. And these are, these are all usually small businesses ran by one or two people um, that are being impacted pretty heavily on this. And, uh, Maybe maybe at some point we should do a show just on uh, financial wellness. Um, I know it's a little bit outside the scope. Maybe we'll bring in a financial planner. Yeah. Um, but talking about okay. having 30 to 60 to 90 days of income set aside is, is pretty important. By the way, in this connection, uh, Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, is on. The, there's an ongoing press conference right now with uh, President Trump. And it looks like uh, all payments to the IRS – it would be due, let's say April fifteenth. They're gonna, they're gonna allow you ninety more days. Oh, nice. All right. Well, look at that. I mean, if we could get payments to the IRS just suspended indefinitely, I think. Uh, yeah, I was about to say. Speaking of laws that we should just suspend forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll reduce the size of government here. There's also um, talk talk about a payroll uh, tax, you know, withholding tax holiday. I don't know yeah. if that's going to come to pass or not, because my sense is if that were to be enacted, it would never come back. Yeah. But the political yeah. pressure would be tremendous. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and that that could be uh, chalked up as maybe a win for the small business and the American people if some taxes are suspended and there's too much political pressure to keep them from ever coming back. Um, I I would chalk that up as a win for the American people, 100%. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in in every crisis, there's you know 
moment of opportunity and danger. And there, there are definitely opportunities here to, to think about, like, you know, maybe we don't need these taxes in the first place. Maybe we don't need these regulations in the first place. And uh, maybe people will realize that once they're gone, like, oh, man, this is we've been paying how much in taxes? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and also the dishonesty that's attendant upon all this. I mean, th- how long has it been? I mean, what, 60, 70, 80 years that these are called contributions? They're not contributions. They're theft. Yeah, that's yeah. – uh, <laughs> we, we not, talk not a lot about on the show about language and how language can uh, – you know, be be used in very deceptive ways. And, and you're right, contributions, taxes are not voluntary. So I wouldn't consider them a contribution. Yeah. But um, one, one other thing that uh, we did receive an email today that I think is worth mentioning, um, the Red Cross is saying that they have a shortage of blood. They've canceled over 2,700 uh, blood drives across the country. They are asking young, healthy adults to consider donating blood. Um, I, I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I love supporting the Red Cross. I don't. I, I would suggest you call ahead I, and and ask and and just make sure that you understand the risk associated with doing that. I'm assuming it's fine. I, I'd like to assume that they're doing all the right things there. Um, but yeah. call ahead. See see if you're a good match for what they're looking for see where they want you to go that way you're not traveling unnecessarily but hey this is one of those ways you might be able to give back to your community all right guys we're going to take a break here when we come back we're going to talk about the state of emergency declarations what they mean um what might happen with them all sorts of stuff we'll be back in a moment on radio free new york and stop hoarding toilet paper Hey guys, real quick, just wanted to uh, uh, toss out this uh, this Twitter uh, from a Twitter feed. Um, Anna Navarro Cardenas, NBC New York. Due to coronavirus precaution, Bob Shellard is not allowed to visit his wife in her Connecticut nursing home. So he stood outside her window and held up a sign that said, "I've loved you 67 years, and I still do. Happy anniversary." Oh, oh that's awesome. That's uh... yeah, it's very sad. But yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. sad, but also like heartwarming. Right. Yeah. So. Same time, uh, uh, New York Attorney General James. Uh, this is uh, from her Twitter feed. A reminder to all New Yorkers that discrimination and acts of bigoted behavior related to hashtag coronavirus or in any form. Notice the sentence construction there will not be tolerated. Report any suspected discrimination to my office. <sighs> Isn't it refreshing? It seems right. like like and I, I don't want to. Um, downplay discrimination but that it doesn't seem to be a a priority issue right now i mean may, maybe i'm a, a little jaded by what's going on but i think people are maybe a little bit more worried about toilet paper and and food and stuff like that than discriminating against it's, each other you know i mean it's just always always politics from the left yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be really honest. I've been really happy seeing how the communities come together, at least from my very, very narrow scope and, and maybe my bubble here. Um, but I, I see people doing the exact opposite. I don't see people discriminating. I see people coming up and saying, hey, anybody who needs help, I will try to help you the best I can possibly help you. Um, let me know if you need help. I, I'm not seeing people yeah. like trying to discriminate against each other. I'm seeing a lot of that too. It's uh, you know people are, are building networks to you know strengthen their communities and, and you know aid one another when if they can't go out. And I'm seeing a lot of that. It's it's you're, you're seeing a lot of uh, people who are saying, okay, like we're not going to wait for the government to, to come in and help us. My, I know my neighbor needs help right now, and we're going to find a way to do it. I think it's a nice thing. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, you know, if you're just tuning in now, you're listening to Radio Free New York, and uh, we're talking about state of emergencies. What do they mean? Uh, what do they do? What's the purpose of issuing a state of emergency? Uh, this could be countywide. This could be um, towns. This could be cities. Obviously, the state can do it. The federal government can do it. Um, over the weekend, Monroe County, which is my home county, um, they, our county exec issued a state of emergency. And kind of you might wonder, like, what, what does that actually do? Does that uh, shut down the roads? Does that shut down the businesses? Does that open up emergency funding? Um, what, what does that mean? So I, I've got a couple bullet points here that we can go through. Um, but, but the first thing is uh, it allows resource sharing across local governments. So if, if resource sharing wasn't in place already, um, it allows the county to interact with um, other municipal governments, and I, I'm going to assume probably other counties as well, um, and kind of loosen up the restrictions on how they can share resources between each other, whether that's, uh, it, it could be anything. It could be salt trucks for snow plowing all the way through maybe water supplies, medical supplies, um, emergency personnel, um, you know, EMS fire, 911, that sort of thing. Um, just kind of like breaks that barrier, which um, I, I think some of this stuff, and, and Kevin, feel free to jump in. I think yeah. as we go through these things, the big question is going to be, why, why were these barriers in place to begin with? And why, you know, when, when we look at this being done, should we just never put these barriers in place again? Yeah. And we, we got to keep pushing that question as, you know, as we start to get through this, like, hey, if, you know, like with, with the, the nurse certification thing, too, that's going through, it's like, why, if nurses are, are having their certifications waived right now, so they, they don't need to get certified to get in, then why do we have that certification in the first place? Um, and so as these emergency declarations come out, and it's not just Monroe, and, uh, Ontario counties also issue a state of emergency. Livingston counties also issue a state of emergency. I think most counties by this point have because it, it opens them up to, again, uh, loosen rules on resource sharing and opens them up to uh, more funding opportunities uh, as well so they can get that, that emergency funding from the state and uh, federal government. Yeah, so so kind of the question is, is posed here, and, and like I said, as we go through each of these items, uh, we should be asking the question, should should these restrictions have been in place when this is done? Should they go back in place? I think for the majority of these things, we're probably going to think that uh, these restrictions maybe are not necessary, uh, but maybe not. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, so I the mean, next some one are, is some are, it like allows the, them the to reassign staff duties. Um, yeah. and, and this may or may not 
conflict with union contracts. I don't, I don't really know. I'm not well versed in that. Um, but it essentially allows having counties employees who maybe are doing a totally different role to be reassigned somewhere else. So that could be, um, we don't have enough people answering the phones. I know you're normally a desk clerk. I know you're normally a janitor. Um, maybe you're a person who handles a recycling program. You're going to man the phones now and help us handle this huge influx of incoming calls. So it allows a little uh, fluidity, if you will, in job roles. One thing I think is absolutely critical with all of these emergency measures is that they have to have a built-in sunset. Because yes. it, as we know with government, it's only a matter of time. I know that a lot of this is well-intentioned, and probably most of it is well-intentioned, and some of it will be effective and some of it will not. But it's vitally important for all of it to be sunset uh, so that it just expires at the end of a certain period so that we don't have these things hanging around like the Patriot Act. Yeah, I, no, I would a, like to put forward that we should do that with every bit of legislation, um, it, you know, with, with the exception of our, our rights. Um, but I, I think any law that gets passed, any regulation, whatever, um, should have a sunset clause. And I think the sunset clause should be set to one year after the next upcoming election for, for that role. So if it's county legislative um, body passing it, and the next election, let's say, um, would be in 2022, then the, the, the longest it could be would be 2023. That way, if there's newly elected officials, the bill comes up for renewal, and those people have the option to say, nope, I'm not going to support this. Um, and, and that kind of gives the opportunity for like good change, especially as the legislative body changes. Yeah, something like a dead man control that if if nobody does anything about it, it just it's it vanishes of its own, you know, on its own accord as a result of its own provisions. And you're right. I mean, probably the the, the maximum term would be the next election, uh, you know, either the next election or one year from uh, from enactment, whichever occurs first. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that puts people in a spot where if it's a bad law, bad legislation, um, they and, and definitely disfavorable, then what was going to happen is the people or the elected officials then have to decide whether or not they're going to die on that hill. You know, are they going to put their reputation on the line to renew this piece of legislation that is actively opposed? So yeah. um, next next thing here on the list for state of emergency would be the ability to set a curfew or restrict travel of vehicles or pedestrian traffic. Um, so far, we haven't seen this, and uh, I hope we don't get to a point where we do see this. Well, we've seen it. Is... We've seen it in California, Andrew. In San, well, in yeah, San, yeah, in, San in California. I, I mean, like Monroe County. Or... Oh, okay, not around here, no. Yeah, yeah, not not here, but yes, in in California, we've seen this. Um, I, I thought there was one other place besides California that had it. Um, but it, it's, it's escaping me. So maybe it, it could be fake news, right? <laughs> there's, yeah. there's no shortage of people sharing stuff on the internet that I'm finding isn't true like every single day. So, um, yeah, no, you got to fact check everything you can. And, and sometimes like rumors are, you know, scary and they seem plausible, but like we're, we're going to, at least in Radio Free New York, we're going to do our best to like research everything and, and make sure we're telling you the truth and, and getting you the best information possible. 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. We want to make sure we're giving you the cleanest, uh, most researched information we possibly can. All right, guys, we're going to take our last break here of the hour. We'll be back in a moment on Radio Free New York. You're listening to Radio Free New York. All right, welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister. We've got uh, Bob and Kevin here remotely, um, not in studio. We're all uh, separated by many, many miles, keeping ourselves uh, safe and social distanced. Um, but uh, what, what we're talking about here is state of emergency and the powers granted to executives um, during a state of emergency. We covered a few of them. I've got a few more to hit as well. Um, the, the next one up, which we've seen, we've definitely seen on the state level anyways, is the ability to regulate and close businesses. Um, so it could be based on number of people gathering. It could be type of business. It could be based on zones or limiting um, you know, occupancy. And uh, we're definitely seeing this, at least on the state level, with restaurants and bars being closed down um, and occupancy limits continuing to come down. I think it's now at a maximum of 50 people, if I recall. Does anybody else know for sure? Uh, yeah, I think that was, I thought that was more of a suggestion at this point, but yeah, uh, I, 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 I think the the state recommendation is 50. Uh, Donald Trump was saying 10, 10, the, yeah. and it's, uh, but the, again, it was just a kind of a stream of consciousness thing at a press conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so more of a recommendation. It's not mandated at this point. Um, the the next the next thing is uh, controlling access. That could be access to buildings. That could be um, ingress and egress points. Um, I kind of see this falling under that same like regulating, like opening and closing of places. Uh, I I feel like it's pretty much the same thing. Saying eh, people can't come into this building anymore. It could be a library, um, maybe a government building. Um, I assume it's county buildings mostly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he, here's a big one though, and I haven't seen this happen yet. Um, people keep telling me it's happening. This might be one of the things that's like floating around as a lot of fake news on social media. Yeah. I I have not seen this happen yet, but this power does exist, and that is being able to suspend the sale of alcohol firearms, and flammable materials. Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, we had a report from the field this morning. Oh, from, okay. a, from From a local gun shop who reported that uh, people are nine deep uh, in line buying ammo and buying firearms. Yeah. Because yes. the, the, the fear is that uh, Cuomo is going to shut down sales. Right. Yeah. No, that, that's definitely the fear. Um, I, I had at least one gun shop reach out to me saying, hey, uh, you got any old stuff that you don't want anymore because we can't keep stuff on the shelves. We're asking everybody if you've got used firearms or anything like that that you want to sell. Like, there's people who don't have them that want them for self-defense and personal protection. Um, to the best of my knowledge, nobody has banned the sale of firearms at this point, but that power does exist under a state of emergency, and it, it could happen, and people are very much afraid of it because, like I said, the gun, gun stores are having a hard time keeping up right now. Yeah. I mean, if, it, if anything does happen and we can confirm it uh, for real, we're going to talk about it here on Radio Free New York. That, it, that will be the next day's topic, I promise you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
that, that is definitely would be a big topic for us. Uh, the last and final thing here I have on my list is um, the ability to create emergency shelters, whether those are medical shelters, you know, community-based care centers, um, you know, those sort of things. You've already heard probably Cuomo talking about converting schools, school gymnasiums, and some other like large spaces um, into makeshift medical centers to get more hospital beds. Um, that, that is like another bit of authority and power given uh, during a state of emergency. So, uh, so, so that, that's basically what that is. I know Kevin um, had a couple local items to talk about what some of the local state of emergencies are um, enacting. Yeah, sure. Um, and, and I should know, at least in the article I'm reading, it says that like any order given by these uh, for, uh, under the state of emergency in the county would only be good for five days, but it could be renewed. Um, and I think that that applies to local states of emergency as well. Anything that that is done is only for five days and then it has to be renewed every five days. Good, good. So that, that means there is uh, at least a little bit of a sunset clause in there. Yeah. So they could they could just keep renewing it and they probably will for a while. Um, but so but still that would need to be done, though. So that's a good that's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. So they have to make that decision. It doesn't just get to sit and hang out. Um, but yeah, in city of Rochester, they, they issued a state of emergency yesterday. Um, and most of the stuff they're doing is they're, they're, they're not canceling all public meetings, but they are, uh, prohibiting public attendance. So you can still go online and, and watch the meetings, but you can't show up in person. Uh, and I think that's going to be difficult if you're the, the person who wants to engage in local government, um, and you want to. Go. It's a bit different if you go up and you speak to you know a member of city council, the zoning board directly, than if you're just sending an email and they're they're reading it in a meeting. Very fresh. It could be very frustrating if you don't have that kind of face to face feedback that that you're used to getting. But it's understandable. I get why they're doing that. But that's what it is. They're also making a Dropbox uh, to drop off things like permit applications, payments, things like that. Um, so that's that's still happening. Uh, Let's see. Wait, 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 wait. So they're, they're making sure that we can still pay them. That's most important part, <laughs> Andrew. Uh, all right. <laughs> you okay. know. I suspected that would be the case. Yeah, so that's what they're going to do. They they are also let – me, let me make sure I read it right – ordered that no utilities to any home or residential unit in the city of Rochester, including but not limited to gas and electric, shall be suspended or discontinued for any reason where such home or unit is believed to be occupied. So they – cannot shut off your gastroelectric and presumably water right now, although that's a county utility. Um, so, yeah, that's, that, that is what it is. Um, and let's see, what else do we got? That, that's the main thing. But, yeah, all the, uh, all the taxes, you can, you can still pay it. Don't worry. If you guys are worried about paying your taxes and your, your fees and all that stuff, there, there's still a system to pay those. Mm, yeah, I, I figure government would make sure they could still get their money. Um, I, I have heard discussions on, on the federal level about um, student loan interest and, and mortgage payments as well. But I don't think any of that has actually passed yet. Um, I think I heard Chuck Schumer talking about that yesterday, that they were going to propose um, suspending interest on federally backed loans um, yeah. and, and a discussion of like holding off 
either payments or collections on mortgages as well. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't I haven't seen much about the the mortgage thing. I've seen about the student loan thing, and and the way I'd understand it would work if it actually goes through is they would basically allow you to go into forbearance without penalty for the next uh, few months. Um, but the the tricky part is if, if for those of you who have student loans, uh, you have to remember to take it out. Otherwise, you do start uh, gaining interest from those loans. So forbearance basically is like a pause on your loan that you can request. You only have so many months that you're able to pause it under normal circumstances, but your loan is accruing interest during that time. And so now it seems like you may have the opportunity to pause that loan without bearing any penalty, but you'd have to remember to to unpause it because then you would uh, you would start interest starts adding up a lot quick, uh, very quickly. So, so uh, would, would the uh, interest be collected in arrears then, or? So I'm not I'm not totally clear on that. So no. that one is another one I I want to do some more research on on what that means. Um, in fact, I'd love to do a whole other show and like you know if we're, if we're pausing things like mortgages or there's there's uh, a pause on evictions right now. Like what, what does that mean for the economy too? Uh, because I, I think this is going to have a lot of effects that that people aren't really thinking about right now. And even if it's well intentioned, what's this going to look like six months from now uh, when the whole payment system around housing and loans and, and other things is in chaos? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, my my concern is say say we do stop many costs from being able to be collected on right now. There are still fixed costs that, that are going to accrue. I mean, simple right. thing. Um, you need food. People still got to be able to buy food. Um, say they suspend mortgage payments and collections on, you know, our genie bills and, and loans and stuff. Um, say that pushes it out even two, three months. What What does that look like a year from now? I mean, that there could be major economic ramifications for that um, stuff that I don't even know. Like yeah. it, I think it could really set, especially small businesses once again, um, back significantly. Right. And yeah, I think it could drive costs in other areas. Yeah. If you're a landlord and, and you know, you, you've suddenly lost your payments and you have no recourse for that. Like what, what does that mean for your business? If you're, even if you're a utility company and, and, you know, if there ends up being a lot more people who just decide not to pay because they can't be shut off, uh, you know, does that impact their ability to be able to deliver service effectively? You know, unless, unless we're talking about like nationalizing things or, or giving state ownership of things, which I think would be a bad hey, idea hey, hey, careful, in, in those cases where uh, it is privately owned. Uh, yeah, that's what we're heading towards. And, and that's what we want to fight while we're uh, going through this. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for joining us here on Radio Free New York. We will be back same time, same place tomorrow. Tomorrow.